At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Get Certified Together program is created by Technokofi, your free online knowledge sharing website based out in London. Today I will be only covering platform as a service and software as a service as part of our next level of security considerations discussion. The reason I don't want to go towards compliance and certification topic today itself because it takes some time and it takes effort to put in the whole confusing information related to compliance and related to different type of certifications in a more, I should say, in a more listeners friendly term. If I simply read through the document and just... Hey everyone, welcome again in another episode of the Get Certified Together series. This is episode number 24 for the program and episode number 9 for specifically the CCSP series. Before we dive into today's topic and of course the previous episode summary, I want to apologize in advance. I was quite busy in past one week and I was not able to prepare a proper transcript for this week's recording. So what I am planning to do is I will speak most of the things when I'm reading real time in this recording session and I'll tell you guys my interpretation of the topics which I, which we'll be covering today. So it's more or less the kind of read through as well as of course my views on what I am reading and what my understanding is. Why I am confident that I'll be able to run through and I'll be able to provide better information to you guys on today's topic is because I have worked on cloud and cloud infrastructure before and what we are covering today really is securing platform as a service and uh, software as a service and both of the topics i am quite good at i have a good idea about uh, different type of service model and and today we are just trying to understand how we can secure those uh, different type of service models and i feel i can run through it without even having a proper transcript or having a proper documentation also, I want to discuss with you briefly is about platform engineering. Remember, I told you about platform engineering in the last week episode. And, and if you guys still haven't checked about it, then I'll strongly suggest because um, I myself is trying to get hold of as much information as I can because I am quite excited about understanding more towards platform engineering and how it can play it can play a big role in uh, building a healthy environment in the workplace and of course it's vital if you are working for technology companies or if you are working with people who are developing softwares who are developing applications or solutions for the customer so it's it's a good idea to have a understanding about platform engineering and think over what role it can play and why it is important for us 
reason why I say it because platform engineering concentrates on setting up the infrastructure. But unlike traditional DevOps approach, where we get the engineers to support developers based on operation tickets and issue tracker, instead of it, we as a platform engineer can treat the solution in this case like a product. So if I am a platform engineer, I'll be treating the platform which I am providing to the developers as my product and the developers or the end users and application users as my customer so even though we are part of the same organization we can bring in this this customer and provider service type of service model inside a single umbrella this actually will improve the quality of delivery this will this will improve the thought process which any platform guy or any infrastructure guy have as of now currently working in today's environment versus how he or she will feel when when they're going to treat the developers or when they're going to treat the users of their cloud infrastructure as a customer so it's a good idea actually Actually, and like I said, I am learning more about it. I am trying to get more information as much as I can. And I don't want to really put that information in this particular podcast because here we are specifically concentrating more towards cloud, cloud security and CCSP. Maybe I'll, if I have enough content and maybe if I have enough information and I myself is uh, more comfortable with time, then for sure I'll try to start something else. But as of now, I'll give you guys a hint of everything which I'm doing related to platform engineering, the kind of learning I'm having so that you also can uh, can just get an idea what kind of things I am doing. Other than that, I learned a really good thing about AWS last week. I got this course on AWS Developer Associate and I was learning from the developer's perspective how they can use AWS. And one very important thing which I myself is I have learned about AWS infrastructure before, but I was not aware of this feature. I just want to share with you guys quickly before we move into our actual topic. And that is if you have an EC2 instance and you associate it with a security group, you have another EC2 instance and associate it with the same security group, then both EC2 instance can communicate with each other. That's pretty good, right? I have worked in OpenStack based private cloud as well. And we have to specify IP address of the each virtual machine, which we want to communicate as part of a security group. But in AWS, they have this advanced feature where you can actually use a security group only instead of using IP address of each virtual machine. And that's pretty cool feature. I just came to know about it last week. In fact, yesterday. So moment I heard or I saw this, I thought of uh, sharing it with you guys on this podcast. Anyways, before we move into today's topic, let's have a quick advertisement break. And once we are back, I'll I'll brief you guys about what we have covered till now. And we'll, of course, move into the, our today's topic. Our- At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Right. Thanks for coming back. So uh, let us understand what we have covered till now as part of domain one of CCSP. So we have covered cloud computing concepts. We have covered cloud reference architecture. We have covered security concepts relevant to the cloud computing. And now we are in understanding design principles of the secure cloud computing. So as part of that topic, we have covered secure data lifecycle. We have covered disaster recovery and BCP. We have covered cost benefit analysis as well. Also in last week episode, we have covered security considerations for infrastructure as a service. So today I will be only covering platform as a service and software as a service as part of our next level of security considerations discussion. The reason I don't want to go towards compliance and certification topic today itself because it takes some time and it takes effort to put in the whole confusing information related to compliance and related to different type of certifications in a more, I should say, in a more listeners friendly term. If I simply read through the document and uh, just let you guys know, then it, it might be a bit confusing or a bit overwhelming for everyone who is listening to the podcast. So what I thought is maybe for that particular topic, I'll spend some time, I'll prepare a proper transcript, converting the those tough words or those tough languages language into a more simpler form so that I can tell you guys with uh, so that you it's easier for you to understand. All right, so very first topic for today's episode is platform as a service and security considerations for platform as a service. Before we move into security risk associated with platform as a service, I want to give you guys a hint about what platform as a service really is and what are different ways it is actually provided to any end users. And then we try to understand from both end users perspective as well as cloud service provider or platform as a service service provider from their viewpoint as well, what kind of security risks are associated with it. Platform as a service by name itself, we can try to think that when we are getting a platform pre-built and pre-configured from, from a service provider to end user. What I mean by this is, remember in infrastructure as a service, I told you that uh, it is very basic or the most common type of cloud service model, which any organization or any end users try to use it for the first time. It have virtual machine, you need to create your own security groups, you need to make sure that you have virtual switching, virtual networking. We covered all these uh, different components in last week episode and then we try to visualize that uh, what can be potential risks associated with each individual component of infrastructure as a service. Now platform as a service comes on top of infrastructure as a service. So when virtual machine, virtual network switches, everything is already pre-created by cloud service provider or your platform as a service, service provider, what they will give to end user is just an interface to immediately start working on. So you as an end user, you don't need to care about any VM creation, any virtual machine or container creation. You don't need to worry about security groups. You don't need to worry about virtual networking, virtual switching, firewalls, anything. What you will be getting is a pre-built system for you to test out, for you to start working right away. For example, if I am a developer, I have written one code for my website. 
I have that code with me handy. So there are two ways to test out that code. One, I go and try to avail infrastructure as a service. So I'll create my own account in either AWS or Azure. I'll try to create virtual machine, virtual networks, everything. I have to install maybe, maybe a web server on that, of course, because my code is related to website. So I have to install a web server on that virtual machine. Once everything is ready on infrastructure level, then only I can start testing of uh, my code which I created. That's one way of work. That's the way of using infrastructure as a service for your testing. To expedite this process, we can also avail platform as a service. So again, I am a developer. I write one code related to website and I want to test it out. What I can do is I straight away can ask a web server, a test web server from AWS or from any other cloud service provider, what I'll be getting is a pre-built virtual machine or it can be a pre-built container as well. I will never know because this is something which is transparent for me. I'm not availing infrastructure as a service. So what I'll be getting is just interface where everything is pre-built, everything is pre-installed, a web server or a web application is also there. I simply have to dump my code and start testing the layout, start uh, maybe uh, customizing the things on the go. I am saving all the times which I would have invested in while preparing that infrastructure. I have saved that whole time when I'm trying to avail platform as a service. And that's the idea, that's the whole crux of this service model that you spend as less time as you can on building the infrastructure and concentrate more on things you know better. So what as a developer I know better is writing a code and testing out that code. I mean, may or may not be good in virtual network or virtual switching or security groups. What I'm good at writing the codes and I should be doing same and that's what I am doing when I'm availing platform as a service. I am concentrating more towards actual development cycle. Now when you understand platform as a service more towards a pre-built application or pre-configured -pre virtual machine for you, just think over what kind of security risk may be associated. Now security risks are different compared to what we had in infrastructure as a service. We don't have to get concerned about security groups, virtual switching, virtual networking, because this is something which is under the ownership of my cloud service provider. From end user perspective, any attacker shouldn't be doing is he or she shouldn't be changing the libraries or he or she shouldn't be changing the actual application which is deployed on top of that platform as a service. So if, uh, for example, I, I want to test my website, so I will be getting a platform as a service with web application installed. And if I'm logging into that, I'm testing my code. If I try to modify the libraries which are responsible for running that web application, then I'm sort of like playing around with that application and it might lead to attack threat on my web application which I'm testing. So that's one way of the risk. Another risk associated with platform as a service which sort of we covered in infrastructure as a service as well. And as far as I think it should be applicable irrespective of any service model you try to use, which is multi-tenancies. Again, you are using an application which is deployed on top of a shared infrastructure, shared physical infrastructure in this case. And when you have shared or multi-tenancy kind of deployment, there's always a risk associated with someone try to log in or hack into your application from some other account or from some other application user. And how we can cope up with this is of course, again, isolation, which we discussed previously as well. In case of infrastructure as, as a service, we can have isolation on networking level. We can have multiple VLANs. We can have segmentation. In platform as a service, again, there are no network. So isolation can come in term of uh, maybe users as well, number of users. And last and last risk associated with platform as a service is remember we are doing it for testing. And whenever we use the term testing, there are scenarios or there are risks which are associated with using vulnerable 
application or using vulnerable codes. So when you are performing a testing or when you are testing out any application, any code, there may or may not be a scenario where you are using maybe an older version of libraries, maybe a vulnerable or libraries or binaries associated with a lot of vulnerabilities. And whenever we are performing the testing, we sometimes try to miss out on this particular aspect because for us, it's a test environment and the name itself suggests if something is for testing, then we are kind of assuming that it will not have any live traffic. It will not have any real time user. So there will be no impact. But again, we are having a shared infrastructure, right? So if you are using your environment for testing with a vulnerable files, with vulnerable libraries or binaries or application, hacker or attacker come use those vulnerabilities and try to escape from your application or your platform as a service to another application deployed on the shared infrastructure. So again, we are going all the way from our, whatever we have studied till now, we have to make sure that always our libraries, binaries or application, which we are testing are patched and are not having any vulnerabilities. So just understand there is always a risk associated with the kind of application or kind of testing kind of libraries you have installed or you are customizing on top of your platform as a service from platform as a service. Let us move into software as a service. Now software as a service is another layer top of platform as a service. In software as a service, we as a user don't have access to anything at all, even on the level of application or even on the level of binaries, libraries, nothing. Basic example of software as a service, it's everywhere around us. Any kind of app which you are using on your mobile phone, on your laptop is an example of software as a service. Gmail, Outlook, everything is software as a service. What you are getting an end user is just application portal where you are starting to work right away whenever you install that application. Whatever is happening in backend, what kind of code this application is written in, what kind of infrastructure this application is deployed on, or the reason or location where this application is deployed, everything is transparent for you as a cloud user. And therefore software as a service have least liability on end user of that application, but have more liability on people who are deployed that application in the first place. So for example, Gmail, if you are using Gmail as an end user, you have least liability of maintaining the security of that. Of course, you have to make sure that you're not sharing your user account information to anyone, but, but more liability of the security of that application lies on the on the application developer or the application owner. In this case, maybe Google or Gmail. So let us understand from the perspective of application developers or application providers. Now in this case, application provider can be any company, any organization. And what they are doing is they are giving end users an application interface on top of which users can do X number of things, whatever that application is capable of. Few things that application owner have to keep in mind to make sure that this application is always secure and have least number of, uh, of attack incidents is one of the basic thing data segregation. So for example, if I am Google and I have given Gmail application to end users, I have to make sure that user X who is accessing one particular his own Gmail account is different from user Y who is using his own Gmail account and the data which they are sending or the kind of information they are sending from the both accounts are always segregated. There shouldn't be any overlap only then any end user will treat that particular application as secure. So we have to maintain data segregation. Now just think from infrastructure as a service all the way to software as a service. Gradually we have started thinking more from from infrastructure engineer or infrastructure security perspective more towards the actual information security scenarios or attack factors. So we have moved away from securing virtual networks, securing switches to securing libraries and securing binaries. 
and all the way in the software as a service we are actually more concerned about securing real information real data we are less concerned about how that application is secure but we are more concerned about whether the users who are accessing that application that software as a service they have their own privacy their data is always confidential there is no integrated related incidents on the information which they are storing on that application so now we are moving towards real information security we have moved from cloud security to information security another risk associated with software as a service is web application security because whenever you are using a software or application either you will be using it your mobile phone or you will be using it on maybe your laptop everything you are running on the internet and whenever we talk about internet or web application we have to ensure that we are following a good web application security model as well so so any kind of traffic or any type of application running on top of internet is always there to be hacked upon is always there to be attacked on there are a lot of ways in which web application can be compromised uh, we have read it about in comptia as well sql injection or cross-site scripting there are a number of attack ways in which any application can be hacked any application can be attacked web application security is critical in software as a service model you have to ensure that you are following the standard which are recommended to make sure that web application is always secure but how can we make sure that our web application security is always updated and the kind of uh, kind of strategies which we are putting in place for our web application is updated and is following some standard we have a very good list of top 10 security threats created by OWASP. So those who don't know OWASP, OWASP is Open Web Application Security Project. It's an open source project and I myself have contributed to it on GitHub and if you guys want to contribute, you can also contribute to it as well. So it's an open source project. It discusses more about different ways in which security threats can come onto your web application and what, what all things you need to make sure that you are always keep check on or you always ensure that at least you secure those aspects of your web application just to make it as reliable and as secure as it can. So here are top 10 OWASP categories. First is injection. Injection is nothing but SQL injection or LDAP injection, which we studied in CompTIA, where an attacker try to inject wrong information or or try to inject maybe a uh, malicious information so so get to to make your application misbehave to make your database misbehave and give some information which that attacker shouldn't be supposed to have at the first place so injection is a kind of security threat where attackers is trying to inject incorrect information to authorize itself and get hold of the information stored in backend database Second category by OWASP is broken authentication and session management. So broken authentication name suggests it is related to compromising of your passwords. Maybe you are you are not using pro your password properly. Maybe you are creating a generic password when you are creating your account and, and someone then get hold of that information and it compromises your account. So broken authentication and session management is another one of the top 10 security threat by OWASP. Third is cross-site scripting. We have studied about it in CompTIA as well. Cross-site scripting allow attacker to install and run malicious scripts on your browser without your knowledge. And it's a kind of attack. It give attacker a whole new information. He can see your session, what you're doing on your web browser. He can get maybe passwords or cookies which are stored on your web browser. He can get a whole lot of information. So cross-site scripting is another one of the top 10 OWASP security threat related to web application. Then we have security misconfiguration. Security misconfiguration is 
just incorrect configuration from the developer side because the we know web application is ultimately a software it is running on some codes it may be having some backend database as well different system or different application will be talking on some message queue some cache service in between and any misconfiguration in this whole software design or whole system design can lead to a web application security threat and that's why OWASP consider it as one of the top 10 as well then we have sensitive data exposure which is nothing but your data which is which you stored online or which you put in your web application that data actually goes public and so someone just hacks into your application and get all the information of everyone who is using that application and who have stored their information their data on top of that so that's another one of the security threat and we can easily understand why another security threat is incorrect access control on system level what i mean by system level is same way we as a user when we create our account we log into our application and perform all day-to-day tasks different systems which are combining together to work as an application like for example front end then in back end your databases in between message queues and maybe some other applications maybe dns so a lot of application a lot of different systems are coming together to work as a big heavy application those system in between themselves should also have a proper access control so if someone for example hacks into my front-end application if i don't have a proper access control between my two system or between my front-end and back-end easily he can move into my back-end system as well and he can go get hold of the information stored on my back-end so what we have to do is we have to ensure that we are putting proper access control on the system level as well instead of just relying on just user and system level or client level access control we have to think that system level access control is equally vital and critical for whole end-to-end security beside this OWASP also consider security threat relevant to vulnerabilities using vulnerable software vulnerable web application vulnerable database is if not biggest but one of the critical thing which we have to think over whenever we are talking about securing our web application so we have to make sure that the application which we are deploying, which we are using and giving it to end user to use themselves is always having all the vulnerabilities fixed or patched up. So these are few OWASP top 10 threats. There is a complete list. You can find it anywhere online as well. So if you want to read through them, each of them again and get more understanding, you can of course go and check. But the whole crux of discussion is web application security is a key part of software as a service and because OWASP top 10 security threats are relevant to web application security at the first place that's why in CCSP exam or whenever we talk about cloud security we of course will talk about different service model and when we talk about software as a service service model we have to understand how we can secure the web application as well and that's why this topic of OWASP top 10 security threats is related to software as a security or security considerations relevant to software as a security service model. Okay, I really want to cover one more topic today, but like I said, I didn't prepare a lot of things. I was just reading through the topics which I have to cover today and then I thought, okay, platform as a service and software as a service, I can cover it even without reading as well, even without preparing the transcript. But anything related to compliance, related to certifications, I have to go through it first. I have to convert that complicated uh, words and complicated uh, 
mumble jumble of a uh, whole lot of information into more more uh, listeners friendly language so that's why it will take some time and maybe i'll try to cover that in the next week episode as of now you might have understood what are different cloud computing concept different type of models what are different type of threats or security considerations associated with them and what we need to take care about and different strategies we covered few strategies as well like bcp disaster recovery secure data life cycle so what are different type of design consideration to secure your cloud so it was actually a good domain and it created a good foundation for all of us to now move into more advanced topic in the subsequent domains and for sure as we go on as we move on we will try to uh, we'll get another chance to revise all these concepts which are covered in domain one and by the time we finish the domain four we'll be having a good end-to-end -end understanding about cloud cloud computing what are different risks associated with using cloud computing and how we can secure that that whole solution so it was a good domain and uh, of course last topic i will cover in the next week episode and then we will move to domain two thank you all for listening to this episode again and if you feel that uh, any particular topic or any particular information i have not covered properly or i should have told more about that then please let me know because i'll tell you again i'm just speaking as i'm thinking i'm not reading it from anywhere again i apologize for it but yeah do try to learn and do try to listen to whatever i have told you guys and let's see in the next episode how good we are and how quickly we can finish the domain one and move to domain two goodbye and good luck Thank you for listening to Get Certified Together. If you loved our content, then please like and subscribe from your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss the notification for our next episodes and announcements. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.